Young Pro Show, hosted by Dom Fry, the insurance guy. Would you still do something great if nobody ever saw it? A podcast for young professionals to come together and talk about their goals and their path to get there. And if I fail, I'll fail forward. I sit down with other forward-thinking individuals and talk about what they are doing to accomplish their dreams of tomorrow. Maintaining strength while living in your purpose. Mm. Now let's dive into the next legendary episode. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Young Pro Show. I'm your host, Dom Fry, the insurance guy, and I am uh, really excited for today's guest for this episode um, that I'm recording today. Should be a fantastic conversation uh, with this gentleman. That it, um, yeah, it'll be a much different and unique perspective than you know some previous episodes that I've had. Um, you know, I'm really excited just to kind of dive in. You know, for those that are runners or involved in the running community, you may know today's guest. Uh, so let's just kind of dive in and get to know a little bit more about him as an individual and also his career. Let's welcome on Sam Prakel. Sam, how are you doing today? I'm doing well, Dom. Thanks, thanks for having me. I'm excited, excited for this conversation. Yeah, yeah. So am I. Let's uh, let's just jump right into it. Uh, a couple simple questions just to kind of get to know you a little bit better as an individual. Uh, you know, right off the bat, as far as you know, geographically speaking. You know, like where were you born and raised at, and where are you at today? So I claim Ohio and Versailles, Ohio, as my my hometown. I I love everything about Ohio, but I was born in Indianapolis, Indiana, um, where my my parents lived for seventeen years, I think, and I lived there until I was in fourth grade. Grew up in Indy. Uh, we just lived on the north side. Um, went to went to elementary school there. And then when I was around nine or 10, we moved to uh, Versailles, Ohio, in West Central Ohio. And I um, went to went to high school here. And, and I think this is where I really grew up. I think I consider Versailles oh. my hometown. It's where my, my dad went to high school. I'm actually the, the fifth generation prequel to graduate from Versailles High School. Um, wow. So kind of a fun um, childhood you know, kind of giving, getting a little bit of that bigger city experience when I was young, but moving to a pretty small town for, for high school, which I think was a really good place to develop and, and learn and, and make friends. And, um, yeah, I, I, I consider Ohio my home state and, and I'm, I'm proud of that. And, and, um, actually back home right now for a couple of days. So really, really good to reflect back on kind of my, my early days, um, both, both running and, and, academically and 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 socially getting to see some high school friends so it's been it's been really good that's good fifth generation prequel graduating from Versailles. that's awesome um you know definitely a yeah a smaller how big of a like how many were in your high school graduating class sam i think we had around 113 so a decently small school you know there's some schools around us that are a little smaller but most schools are probably probably a little bigger we were the smallest division for our cross country team. And then we were the second smallest division for track. So, um, on, on a small side, but something I, I really enjoy, you know, you, you get to know pretty much every single classmate and, and our class is pretty close. So, um, it's been fun to stay in touch with everyone and, and kind of, uh, see how everyone's, let's see, improved or, or, or progressed over the past eight years since graduation. So it's been, a, uh, yeah, a fun experience. 
That's cool. That is awesome. Let's uh, I, second question. I guess kind of follow up from that one. You said that you know you, yeah, you see Versailles, you see Ohio as you know your hometown, your home state, and you said that you love it here and you love the state. What is um, what is at least one aspect of Ohio that you love? That's a great question. Um, you know, I. <laughs> you like the flat. You, you like the flat exactly. roads to run on. Was, you like the cornfields. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> I was th- yeah. In the most basic terms, um, I went out for a run this morning for uh, my first run back home, and and really yeah, enjoyed how flat everything was compared to <laughs> Seattle. Um, I'm, I'm based in Seattle right now, just for for my my running career, and and it's so hilly there, and it, it's good. It makes you tough, but you know coming back here and just having a nice relaxed flat run is, is something that, that I enjoy. Um, I, I enjoy the, you know, the simplicity of things coming back home to Ohio and, and the community that that's back here kind of in, in my area of Ohio and how, how strong the community is, you know, everyone cares for each other. Um, oh. which is, which is something you can find everywhere, but you know, to me personally, I think it's just more meaningful, um, here, here in Ohio. Um, and you know, the, the kind of the, the, yeah the culture just rate that that just raised me to to you know strive for success and and you know be competitive but but also be grateful and and, and thankful for what you have so um I, I yeah i just i just like yeah the culture and and you know the simplicity and 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 the landscape the flatness of ohio i think that would be a good way to summarize it all <laughs> yeah that's cool last question then is to just get to know you a little better uh, so outside of running, like what is a hobby that you have or what do you enjoy to do? Another, another good question. And it, and it's funny how you, how you um, <laughs> preface it with outside of running. Cause I feel like my hobbies depend on whether I'm training and racing or if it's my off season, right. they, they, they change, you know, throughout the year, you know, when I'm in, in training and that's kind of my, my, my main priority, I, 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 I choose my hobbies based off of what I can do when I'm recovering. You know, right. you know, I read, I read books, I watch TV, I watch movies a lot. I, I, I'm on the phone with, with friends and family and, and I, I, I kind of have to push away maybe some of the hobbies that I would much rather do, like, like being outdoors and, and hiking and camping and, um, you know, do, doing pretty much any, any recreational sport that's fun, like, you know, Frisbee golf or, 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 uh, normal golf or, or, um, right. you know, things where you're on your feet a lot. And, 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 um, so I, I, yeah, I like to stay active even in my off season and then I'll choose to, you know, go, go, go hiking or, or, or adventuring somewhere. But during the season, I, I'm pretty low key. Uh, my hobbies are, are limited just to whatever keeps me off my feet when I'm not running or, or training. Um, but yeah, I would say, um, you know, stuff I, I enjoy, I enjoy reading a bunch. So, uh, I've been I've been kind of picking that up as a, as a professional runner to um, get recovered, but also you know continuing to learn. Now that I'm I'm not in school anymore, I kind of want to keep my mind sharp and just kind of continuing to keep an open mind and 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 absorb any any type of information I, information I can. And and books are a great a great way to do that. Yeah, yeah, no, that's cool. And yeah, I mean, obviously that makes sense. You know, in again where you are at right now, that obviously your hobbies are so dependent upon your training. And, uh, you know, just whatever cycle you are at in that process. Um, so then, you know, I, you mentioned it there. Obviously, we've been alluding to it, alluding to it, excuse me. But give me the, you know, 30 seconds, maybe 60 seconds, maybe even shorter. You know, what are you doing today professionally, Sam? So 
professionally, you know, I, I, I like to take things day by day. I, I just try, try to get better every day in my running career. So I, I'm, I'm right now all in, all in on running. You know, it, it was an Olympic year. So I was, I was trying just to see how much I could get out of myself um, running wise for, for, for the majority of this year, just training and, and going to, going to camps and, 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 and just focusing on getting better every day, you know, whether it's mental strength or, or physical strength, there's a lot of aspects to the sport of running. And it's been really interesting to, to discover those within myself and, and improve upon them. So, um, it, the, the, the career of a professional runner is a, a, a unique career and, and it's something that I really enjoy and hope I can keep doing it for a little longer, but, um, you know, also continuing to keep, keep, uh, keep in the back of my head what I want to do, you know, after running, cause it, it can't, it can't last forever. So, um, just continuing to explore options there and, and, um, you know, thinking, thinking about what I would do after running, but, you know, today, um, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty much all in on running and, and looking forward to my race on Friday and continuing to train and, and, and get in the best shape as possible. So it, it's, it's a fun, fun career, very unique, but, um, I, I really enjoyed it. And as long as I keep enjoying it, I think I'll, I'll think I'll keep, I'll keep doing it. For sure, yeah. You know, a professional athlete. Uh, you know, unfortunately, I don't have the statistic, but how many people? How many people? You know, you look at the numbers of high school versus collegiately compete, and then to go on and you know, even like a semi-professional, but then all the way to a professional. Um, yeah, you know, for nine, off the top of my head, I feel like for ninety-nine percent of people, for ninety-nine percent of kids, that's the dream. You know, to be a professional athlete. So, uh, yeah, I mean, that is awesome that you have that opportunity to be able to do that and you know at this point in your life that like you said you enjoy it so it's something that you're getting after and you know just taking advantage of the the opportunities that you have yeah so let's go back in time then let's go back to 18 year old Sam Prakel you graduate high school from Versailles at you know at that time what were your career goals um you know were you um yeah Let's just leave it open-ended. What were your career goals when you graduated from high school? Yeah, so it's it's interesting to think back on on how my career goals changed throughout when I graduated from high school or even even during high school into college, um, throughout college, and how how running has kind of shaped that more or less. Um, I, I mean, I would say in, in, in high school, um, at least – you know, junior year of high school, I really wanted to be an engineer. Uh, I really enjoyed building things and and tinkering with things. And my, my Eagle Scout project, I built this 20 foot, you know, observation tower for our, for our marching band to use. Um, So I really enjoyed that project and, and um, went to an engineering camp at Michigan state um, and really focused on mechanical engineering and wanted, wanted to, to do something in that, in that realm. Um, and really enjoyed math and science, so I thought that was maybe going to be my path, and and was was passionate about about that. Um, and then uh, graduated high school, and was was continuing to improve in running, you know, at a pretty quick rate, and kind of found myself in this position to to go to one of the best running schools in the country in Oregon, and really connected with the coach there, and he saw potential in me, and and I had faith in him, and. I committed to Oregon, you know, wanting to get the most out of running, which was like another huge passion of mine and something I'd put a lot of work into along with my, my studies. Uh, so I ended up going to Oregon and Oregon didn't have an engineering program. Hmm. So there's something I had to adapt. And, um, you know, something else I really enjoyed in high school 
was um, these advanced biology classes I took with um, a teacher I really enjoyed who really inspired me to to uh, want, want to study biochemistry. So I, I selected bio, biochem as my major once I got to Oregon. And, um, you know, at that point, I really wanted to do to do research. I, I, I wanted to be kind of a problem solver and, and get in a lab and do do some type of some type of research. So my first couple of years at Oregon, my my only goal was to to you know work work in a lab in, in the chemistry and biochemistry department and 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 take it from and take it from there. So you know always had a strong like math and science passion and background and 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 that um, kind of pointed me in, in, in the direction of, of biochemistry and, 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 and research. Um, but along the way, you know, running has always been there too. And, and, you know, I never knew running would be an option as a profession, um, not until pretty late, late in college. So, you know, throughout college, I was, I was, you know, working, working in a lab and, and thinking that I was either going to um, continue school after undergrad and, in in pursuing a master's or PhD in chemistry or, or even potentially med school at some points I, I was interested in and, 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 you know, was doing, taking the steps to, to, um, enter med school after I was done at Oregon. So, um, always had, you know, kind of that as my plan A and, 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 and running, you know, I told myself if, 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 if things continue to, to go, go my way and, and running, and then maybe I would be lucky enough to become a professional, but I knew that was super rare, you know, especially, hmm. especially in track, it's pretty hard to, to, you know, get a contract and, and find a training group and, and, and stay healthy, you know, throughout your career, especially as you get older. So, um, yeah, just interesting to think about how, how things have, a lot of things have changed throughout, throughout the years, you know, the past, um, I guess eight years since, since graduating high school. Um, but that's kind of a, a, a brief recap of, you know, kind of how, how, um, yeah, my, my academic career went. Yeah. Yeah. And so, I mean, yeah, that's cool that, you know, you went from biochem and you said that for the majority of your time there at Oregon, that you, you know, you were set on getting into research and being in the lab. And that was uh, obviously something that you enjoyed to do. Um, but, you know, there was also this passion that you had for running as well. So I guess my next question is, you know, so you thought, you said the majority of the time at Oregon. At what point was there a race? Was there a season? Like, at what point did it really click to you? Maybe it was guidance from a coach or from somebody else that, you know, it kind of clicked to you and said, you know what, I think my A and B options are potentially flipped. And I think that I can do running as my career when I graduate. I think there was a particular race, you know, pretty much a, a an exact moment that I, I made that flip in my mind. And it was at the 2016 uh, Olympic trials. I, I qualified mm-hmm. as a junior in college for those in the 1500. And there had been a lot of up and da- up and da- ups and downs um, in my college running career. You know, I I started as a as a freshman and and made the NCAA final as a true freshman. So things were going great. And then sophomore year, I huh. got injured and had to redshirt and started to question whether I wanted to continue even running. And then junior year, I was able to qualify for the trials and found myself kind of in a position where I was racing against other professionals and beating other professionals at the trials, and was the first person from um the first person out for making the final at those trials and and after that i was just hungrier than than ever and i was like in four years i want to be back at these trials no matter what so i think at that time i i decided that um i was maybe going to try as much as i could to to run post-collegiately and and run as professional and and then i stayed at oregon for 
um, my fourth and fifth years. And, and luckily things, I timed things right and was able to have, um, a solid fifth year and, and, and get a sponsor and, and continue to train and, and find myself back at the trials, you know, in, in 2021, um, after, after they were delayed, but yeah, that, that, uh, um, that day in July in 2016 at the trials, mm. I think, um, left me pretty hungry and, and helped me to, to stay motivated and, 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 and shoot for that, that goal of, of being a professional runner and, um, you know, still continued, uh, working in the lab at Oregon and, 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 right. and, Hope, hoping, hoping that, uh, um, and finishing out, you know, my thesis and, and my academic career as, as, as best I could. But, you know, that, that passion for running was still pr- pretty strong. And, and, um, that experience at the 2016 trials, I think did it for me. Yeah. Uh, I'm sure like, I'm sure I can't even imagine what it would be like, like you said, you know, you're competing collegiately. You said, you know, even that sophomore year, there was some ups and downs, but then to be racing, obviously at the Olympic trials first and foremost, but then against all these professionals and to be beating some of them. Um, and just that, I guess with that experience being at the Olympic trials, was that like, a um, like an overwhelming experience or kind of like a, Whoa, like I can't believe I'm here. Or was it just like, yeah, like, you know, cause obviously running is a different sport, I suppose, than, a lot of other sports like even if you weren't on the track at the same time you can say here's my time here's their time I can compete with these guys so maybe there wasn't um you know as much as like a potential of a shock for you or was it more like a no like I know that I can compete with these guys and this is you know where I should be I think it was a little bit of both you know I I was able to fly out to the 2012 trials with my dad when I was in high school to watch. And I just remember watching the 1500 there and seeing, seeing guys that, that I, I looked up to and, 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 and not even thinking about um, me potentially being, being in, in that position. And then fast forwarding to 2016, actually having the chance to, you know, be on the track and not in the stands. I think it was, it was, it was a bit of a, bit of a bit of a shock you know thinking of how how much i had improved in those four years so um yeah the big the big picture was was a little overwhelming but you know in the moment you always gotta um think that think that you can you can win and think that you can compete and you know in the races i just trusted my instincts and and did the best i could um and um you know it had had a relatively successful meet as a as a collegiate but at the same time you know looking at the guys who actually made the team and, and the guys that made the final and, and knowing that, knowing that I can get to that point if I just continue to work hard. And, and, and that's, that's what I did. And I was able to make the final this year at the trials. So it was kind of a steady, steady improvement, but I, um, I'm not done yet and hoping to just continue that steady pro- improvement and, and continue to, to get, get faster. And um, yeah, I think, I think uh, it's, it's, it's still kind of um, unbelievable that, that I get to do this and that I, I get to run at Hayward Field, and um, it was it was really special in 2016 being able to run at Hayward, you know, in an Oregon uniform, um, just just uh, such a historic track, um, and having having kind of a, a home crowd where where they cheer a little louder for you than than everyone else. But um, yeah, the atmosphere at the trials is electric. So I think I think 2012, you know, showed that to me for the first mm-hmm. time, and and then I got to experience it in 2016. So it's, it was kind of a um, this this this. Um, path i've taken has has been you know extra motivating yeah yeah no that's awesome that is 
an awesome experience to be able to have. And yeah, that's cool that, you know, you can really looking back on it now, you can say this one singular event, this one race, you know, or I guess these series of races, but being able to be that close to the final, um, is kind of what started this path for you. So my next question then, as far as, you know, the kind of the transition from as a collegiate athlete into a professional, and you mentioned briefly about, you know, after you graduated, you know, being able to get a sponsor, um, what does that look like? You know, I mean, you have, again, and obviously you had a very successful career at Oregon. And again, you know, you mentioned just, uh, you know, even at the trials in 2016 as well. But as far as post-collegiate and then to get a sponsor, like were there, you know, these companies just knocking down your door? Um, or, you know, did you have to kind of go out and say, hey, you know, I would love to represent this company. I would love to, you know, how much of it was them seeking you out versus you seeking them out it it was it was not what i expected i'll tell you i'll tell you that it it you know forced me to be really really patient um i didn't really my my coach my senior year my fifth year at oregon didn't really want me thinking about it too much because we wanted to have the best as possible at oregon um and knowing if i performed well that spring, I would have the most opportunities as far as shoe companies and, right. and contracts and training groups. So I, I, I kind of put things off until after the NCAA meet in 2018. But then right after NCAAs, I, I met with a few agents who who were interested in representing me. And and, and I just I just chose an agent who I was comfortable with and who, who I trusted. And, and, and then after that, it's, it's, it's mostly them going around on your behalf to these shoe companies mm. and, and talking to these, these um, shoe companies and, and seeing what their interest level was. And, um, you know, everyone's in, in a different position depending on, on what year it is and, and, and kind of your, your, your maybe your running resume. And in my year, there were a lot of other good athletes to come out of college. There was um, Sydney McLaughlin and, and Michael Norman and some of these big names that a lot of mm. companies were trying to throw a lot of money at. So I just had to be patient because, you know, they weren't going to make any decisions about about me until until those superstar athletes had made their their minds up about which companies they wanted to sign with. But um, yeah, it was it was pretty much the whole summer of, um, you know, looking looking at, at uh, different contracts and deciding, you know, maybe which which setup was best for me. And, and to me, you know, it wasn't wasn't maybe all about what the best offer was. It was more about where what what situation could I, you know, succeed um, succeed with. You know, in in my running, I wanted to continue to improve and and which which training setup, which coach, you know, could get me to the level I wanted to be at, which was you know making making teams for the USA and and, and potentially running in the Olympics and and, and world championships. And um, you know, at the end of the day the the coach that knew me best was my college coach and it was sort of perfect timing where he was offered the head coaching position at the University of Washington so um before I signed any contracts he he told me that he was going to coach at Washington up in Seattle and that um he was going to stay he was going to stay out of my decision on on which shoe company I was going to sign with but um if I wanted to continue to be coached by him he would 100% coach me um, and, and, and that's what I wanted. I wanted to stick with the same coach. I figured we were on a pretty good progression and the training system we had was working out. So, um, you know, when, 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 uh, Adidas said they were willing to, to sponsor me and, and 
I asked if it was okay if I, I, I stayed with my college coach and, and they said it was, they said it was okay. It was pretty much the perfect situation. So I was able to, to follow him up to Seattle and, and um, become a, a volunteer assistant coach at Washington and, and, you know, kind of train with the college guys up there and continue to, to stay in uh, my coach's training system and, and, and use his training philosophy. So um, that was in my mind at the time, yeah, the best, training situation and um the decision was pretty easy at that point um you know I, I considered other training groups and um other shoe companies but you know this was yeah just perfect timing with everything and and i'm glad it all worked out and, and i'm still in that position and i still you know think think it's the best place for me to to be as as a as a professional runner so um yeah just yeah it, it's it's different for every runner but you know it, it's it's always the challenge navigating the post collegiate world and you know talking to agents and everything is is something new and and um, but I'm lucky I had my coach to kind of mentor me through it and you know my my parents helped a lot too so it was it was a fun a fun um, kind of exciting time was was right after I graduated college and and got to um, you know live finally finally live out my dream as as becoming a professional athlete so it was pretty cool yeah that's um... It's really cool to see, you know, hear you explain it and your thought process with making the decision. You know, it wasn't just, okay, well, bottom dollar, you know, what's financially the best thing for me? But obviously it was very much so you were thinking, okay, well, running wise, what is the best option for me? And, you know, yeah, awesome. You were able to make that work. You know, the coach that you've had that knows you, like you said, the program that you, um, you know, excelled at at Oregon and then to be able to continue to run underneath him and, you know, be able to train with those other athletes uh, at Washington. And, um, yeah, and even I don't, it's cool hearing you say that the decision was easy, you know, that there was, okay, once the pieces of the puzzle kind of came together, it sounds like, yep, this was definitely a decision that I want to do. This is what's going to be best for me and, you know, my career path. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. I was, I was a little, uh lucky with with the timing of everything and you know my my, my gut was telling me to, to to go with to to go with my college coach and 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 i think my gut was right so yeah yeah i think you, you said it right you said it perfectly huh. that's awesome so you you get that contract with adidas you know you're running uh for your coach what is that especially initially maybe even through like the first year like what did that look like as far as transitioning from and maybe it wasn't much of a transition because what does it look like transitioning to professionally? Like not just, okay, I'm doing this for my scholarship. I'm doing this in addition to my classes. I'm doing this at the collegiate level, but now, okay, this is like my job. You know, you said that you're also a volunteer mm-hmm. assistant at Washington, but like now this is my job. There is like, was there, did it feel like there was extra pressure at that point? Or again, maybe there wasn't much difference because, Obviously, when you're competing at the level that you're competing at, at Oregon on the Division One level, it's, <laughs> you know, like you said, still competing at the trial, still competing against these side, these guys, you know, racing on the, starting at the same line. Right, right. Yeah, it, it's, the transition is different for everyone, but I would say there's always a challenge, whether it's, whether it's your training or the, uh, the race schedule or the pressure, you know, all, all of that. I think I personally had a pretty easy transition. Like you said, I got to stay in the same training program. And even during my fifth year at Oregon, there was this um, kind of unique thing where since we were on quarters 
and I graduated actually in the winter quarter of my senior year of, of my fifth year. So the spring quarter, I didn't have to take classes. I could kind of test out what that professional running lifestyle was like and yeah. just focused on running and, and didn't have to take classes and, and, and got to like focus on my racing a little more. And, and after doing that and, and, and enjoying it and, and, and continuing to become a better runner, I, I, I you know, e- even more so wanted to continue running after college. So I, I got to a little taste of it in college and, I think that kind of helped the transition um, going into uh, my, my professional career. You know, the training was similar, so that wasn't much of a transition. The biggest change was location, moving to Seattle, you know, mm-hmm. figuring out the best training routine and, and the best places to run and, and where to work out and, and all of that. But having having the coach and, and the guys on the UW team really helps in that in that transition and, and, and made things pretty smooth. Plus, you know, Seattle's, you know, not, not too different. Climate-wise, from Eugene, it's just a good place year-round. You know, it gets a little rainy in the winter, but I was used to that, so no, no, no transition there. Um, you know, the biggest change for me was probably once you get to competitions, once you once you get to races, you're by yourself. In college, mm-hmm. we had a whole Oregon entourage going to meets. You had right. your <laughs> trainers, and you had multiple coaches. You know, we all rolled up together. It gives you a lot of confidence having like five other sub four milers with you going to a meet. But as a professional, you're traveling these, to these meets by yourself. At least I was because I wasn't in, you know, a big group. And a lot of other pros are in similar situations where they're just kind of training out of college or training with a college coach. And you go, you know, overseas to Europe or you go, you know, to New York or to uh, Des Moines to, to some of these big, these big meets. And, and for me, I was by myself and had to, you know, rely on um, just the few people in my circle to uh to to keep me relaxed and, and give me confidence heading to these races and you know you get to a meet and you don't have your college friends your college teammates with you to to you know pass time with you're kind of having to meet other people on the circuit so that was also like even though it was a transition it was a fun transition you know kind of getting to know all the other pros on the circuit you know we see each other all these different races so i think the whole meet experience was a little different as a pro but something i got used to pretty quick and something that i enjoy now um you know i look forward to seeing friends at every race I go to and it's all part of the experience of, of being a professional runner. So, um, yeah, I think, I think I did the best I could with the transition and, and kind of, yeah, enjoy the transition as a, as a pro, I, I can just focus on, you know, my strengths. I, I just need to run track. I don't need to run cross country, which I enjoyed cross country in college, but I wasn't the best at it. So just having the fall season to focus on training and then, and then starting to race the indoor season, in the winter and, and, and really sharpening it for the outdoor season was, was kind of um yeah just just good to personalize everything and not having to have that that NCAA schedule um you're not tied to that in any way you're kind of more able to to do your own thing and stay flexible with with uh with where you're training and 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 how you're training so um yeah yeah another thing I was able to do was to start to go to altitude camps and test out you know how training altitude could make me a stronger runner and and so I've, I've I've started to do that um so you know there's there's been yeah, a lot of exciting things that I never got to do in college that I can now do as a professional runner. So, um, you know, as much as I really enjoyed running in college and, and how how much I would recommend that to anyone who's thinking about it, it's just, uh, you know, you can't really replace those college teammates that you that you get close to in college. But um, as, as a pro, you know, it's still fun. And, and Oregon does have a lot of co- uh, graduates who, who are professional runners as well. So it's it, I see some former teammates out on the circuit. Um, so it, it's a good time. Yeah. Wow, I, I never, yeah, I, I understand your, you know, beginning that. Yeah, for you, it potentially wasn't as much of a change sticking with the same coach, uh, you know, compared to 
becoming, you know, making that transition and then you change coach and then you change programs and all that, you know, that that can definitely be overwhelming. But that's a really fascinating perspective as far as the the team aspect of it. You know, that's something that I have never really thought about. And I'm assuming probably most people haven't And running. Obviously, it's different than you know, potentially other professional sports. But yeah, you go from, like you said, rolling up to a meet with your team, you know, with everyone in the uh, the bright Nike, you know, neon Oregon gear. And then you go to rolling up to a meet, <laughs> rolling solo, you know? And, you know, and, and again, like you said, now it's become normal for you and you enjoy it and it's great. And you, you know, you know, these connections, but especially at first, I'm sure it was, you know, a little intimidating thinking, Oh my goodness. Uh, like it's not, you know, we're not all getting out of this passenger van or this bus or whatever that it's, you're just rolling up by yourself. It's just a much different, um, entrance for sure. Yeah, exactly. And, and, and just kind of having, having to be more, more independent, and and figuring everything out for yourself there's no yeah like my coach normally doesn't go to meets with me because he's busy with the college team so i'm having to you know make calls on the fly about you know what mm. if my travel gets messed messed up what do i do like where do i where do i train at these different locations what time do i warm up what time do i head to the meet like all those things at least at oregon we're kind of you know the coach tells you what to do but here it's right. more more up to you so you're you're definitely having to rely on yourself a lot more hmm so as far as professionally, so I, you know, you mentioned I was your main sponsor is Adidas, uh, and actually I'm not quite certain. Do you do you have like multiple other sponsorships? Obviously not like you know shoe sponsorships because that's Adidas. But as far as uh, maybe a better way to phrase it, do you have other streams of revenue from other sponsors, consistent sponsors? So I I do not. Um, it's definitely something that um, you know some athletes have, whether, whether you're, um, you know, a, a little bit of a, a bigger name, you're able to, 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 to gain those, those extra sponsorships, you know, Adidas is, is great to me. And, and they, they allow me to, to have running as my, my only job. I don't, I don't need to have a part-time nice. job, which a lot of other professional runners have, um, to, to, to support themselves. So, you know, you know, for now, um, I, I, I mainly just have the one sponsor Adidas, um, you know, I'm always open to other sponsorships, um, but you know, with that, I, I, I need to, to truly believe in the product. So I'm, I'm going to be like maybe a little, little picky. I need to, yeah, truly believe in whatever product I'm, I'm endorsing or whatever um, my sponsor does need needs to line up with me. You know, in my same same values and 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 what I believe and and I think that that's something that that's that's um, you know, I, I would think about if I was currently looking for for other sponsors and you know. Yeah, again, always, always open open to that. Um, but uh, it's it's tough. It's tough as as a runner. You know, we we uh, you know are, are limited with with you know what what we're allowed to to have on our uniform. So you know, you can't really put any other logos on your uniform. So it's hard to hard to convince maybe sponsors that it's a good investment, or they would get maybe TV time or anything with with their logo. We can only have our our one. Uh, you know, shoe company logo on our uniform. So, you know, maybe, maybe that'll change in the future. Who knows? But um, you know, for now, yeah, my, my only Adidas, is, my only sponsor is, is, is Adidas. Nice. That's cool. Yeah. I, yeah. I was just kind of curious with that. Cause I didn't know exactly how that worked. If you had um, multiple, but no, that's awesome that, you know, you have Adidas and that, um, you know, that's, I guess something, not something you have to worry. I guess. Cause I was thinking, 
you know, like, do you have to like market yourself or do you have to, you know, try to create this brand in a way to try to, you know, attract sponsors to come to you. But, you know, you're in a position where not really, there's not really a pressure or something you're even thinking about because it's, you got Adidas, you're happy with Adidas, you, you know, you're set and it's just fully focused on the running aspect and the training. Right. Yeah. And that's something, yeah, I really, I really appreciate just being able to focus on the running. Exactly. Yeah. Um, So, yeah, I mean, we've spent, you know, a lot of time talking about your past, kind of where you are, you know, uh, currently in the position you're in as far as, um, you know, you hinted at a little bit earlier as far as, you know, the 2024 trials and such, but what would you say specifically running wise are your, you know, five, uh, maybe even 10 year goals that you have? Yeah. So, um, you know, that time frame, five to 10 years is, is a great, um, time frame to be thinking about as a professional runner at, at my age. You know, I, I hope to be running in five years and continuing to, to, uh, you know, go after making the, the 2024 Olympics. Um, and, and, and there's a world championships in 2025 as well. So, so that, that would be, yeah, your, 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 your kind of five year, um, outlook. And then, and then 10 years, um, you know, by that point, I, I maybe hope, you know, if things are going great and I'm healthy, like maybe I'm kind of on the last few years of my professional writing career, but you know, most guys don't go too many years past, 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 uh, you know, your, 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 your mid thirties. So, um, you know, that would be incredible if I was still running then, but at the same time, you know, somewhere between five and 10 years, I hope to be transitioning to, you know, whatever career is next for me. And, and I have a, you know, a few, a few ideas what that, what that potentially looks like, but at the same time, I have a wide open mind and, and have, have, don't really have anything, you know, set in stone and, and, you know, right now just kind of all in on running, um, which is, yeah, something I'm, I'm, I'm grateful for, but, um, yeah. And, and, and 10 years, hopefully transitioning to, to another career that I, that I, that I enjoy and that I, that I can see myself doing. Nice. No, that's cool that, uh, how, wait, how old are you today, Sam? I'm 26. Okay. Yeah. So 26, so that puts you 36 potentially in 10 years, you know, um, mm-hmm. Man, yeah, unfortunately not all professional athletes are Bernard Lagats or Tom Brady's <laughs> that are competing until they're 45 years old. Um, no, that's cool, and that's awesome. And, yeah, you know, like you said, obviously you are fully focused on the running right now, so you have, I'm sure, a multitude of possibilities and opportunities and thoughts, uh, you know, as far as what that looks like mm-hmm. after running. But, you know, mm-hmm. that's not really your near future. Um, so, I mean, yeah, it makes sense you haven't put – you know, a ton of thought into it because obviously it's all into running right now and just trying to maximize, uh, you know, your professional running career. So the last question that I have for you then, Sam, that I always like to end every episode is I always like to ask the question, you know, what are you doing today to reach your dreams of tomorrow? You know, so practically speaking, um, you know, what are you doing today? In your case, um, you know, I kind of feel like we've actually talked about it hinted at, hinted at it a little bit here and there but you know in your case specifically at this time you know really focusing on the 2024 um you know the trials and potentially the olympics and you know what are you doing today to prepare yourself for that next big event next big olympic event yeah yeah, yeah. i mean running running is unique where the 
we don't have a you know we don't have a Super Bowl every year. The Olympics aren't every year. You kind of have it every four years, or in this case, you know, every three to five years, depending on 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 mm. delays and stuff. So it, it's 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 motivating to think about you know the twenty twenty four goals I have for myself and making the Olympics. But at the same time, it's nice to have you know all these other goals between now and then with with running. And and I'm someone who 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 likes to set a lot of goals, and and I'm also someone who who likes to, you know, yeah, focus on things day to day. And, and I have a, I have a great, you know, training routine. Um, so, you know, today I, I wake up and, and have a, have a healthy breakfast. I, I, I do my, my training, which today was, was a seven mile run and some, some strides on, on the track. And, and then I hit the gym and, you know, do, do, uh, my, my lifting routine and, and everything in the gym to, to, to stay healthy. Um, and, I, I, I make, make a healthy lunch and I, I take a 45 minute nap and, and recover and, and get ready for my, my big workout tomorrow. So, you know, I, I, I like to keep my training routine pretty much the same. And, um, I, you know, have to take care of other things like, um, booking travel for these meets coming up and, and, you know, setting training for the next month or so while, while I still race. But, uh, you know, if I if I can set goals for these next couple races, like this Friday and and then the next Saturday after that, where I have some good opportunities, you know, I think that'll that'll um, set me up to succeed, you know, in the future. So so running running well this summer means you know getting the qualifying time for next year's World Championships. So that's that's a big goal I have in the next few weeks is to you know knock out that that qualifying standard for the World Championships, which which are actually taking place in Eugene, Oregon next summer. So. The next big thing would be to qualify for those. So, um, you know, whatever I can do today or the next few weeks to, you know, stay healthy and 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 hit that hit that qualifying time um, would be, you know, the the best thing to do for me in, in my in my running career. Um, but you know, kind of outside outside of running, I, I like to you know stay in touch with mentors and and continue networking both within the running community and and in my you know academic community uh, with with you know past college professors and. And, you know, other other people that I like to take, like to stay in touch with and, you know, kind of bounce other career ideas off of. So, you know, continuing, you know, that that side of things, too. And um, always, always looking to the future, whether, yeah, whether it's tomorrow or in 2024 or, you know. 10 years from now. So uh, that's that's where my thoughts are. I love it. Consistency. That's what it's. uh you know, I mean, I guess you could argue a lot of things in life come down to consistency, but, you know, especially in your case that it's just the day after day and, you know, creating those daily habits. And, you know, I like that you said that goals, you're somebody that sets a lot of goals. Um, you know, I mean, I, yeah, I love that. And I love, I think a lot of people could benefit from just setting more goals, you know, whether they're daily goals, weekly goals, whatever it may be, um, but just having something to reach after, something to obtain. And, um, no, that is awesome. I love it. Uh, I really appreciate you spending your time to come on the show and yeah, just kind of share your story, share where you are at, you know, and the unique perspective that you have and just the, uh, yeah, the experience that you have had and been fortunate with. Thanks. Yeah. I enjoy sharing it. Um, and yeah, look, look forward to, to, uh, you know, continuing and my continuing in the, in the consistency, hopefully. And, you know, um, yeah, being, being grateful for the chance to, to, to be a professional runner. Awesome. Well, cool. Well, thanks again, Sam, for coming on. Really appreciate it. And good luck at that race this weekend.
Thanks. Thanks, Dom. Yeah, really enjoyed it. Thanks for having me. Thanks for listening to another episode of The Young Pro Show. You can interact on social media. The Young Pro Show is on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. My personal pages can be found at DJFry25. Thanks for your time. Thanks for listening to the show. I love you all from the bottom of my heart. And God bless you.